Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey everyone, welcome to this special National Cybersecurity Awareness Month episode of Talos Takes. I am joined today by Christopher Marshall from Talos to talk about the pros of working remotely and how Talos has adapted. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, talk about some perceptions of things and make sure that we continue to take care of our people. So since this is your first time on Talos Takes, I mean, you know, you've been, uh, you had a black hat talk a couple months ago, but for anyone listening to the show who doesn't know about your role at Talos, can you just kind of give me the, the quick overview exactly of what it is that you do with us? Yeah, man, absolutely. Mostly quick overview. I'm responsible for 100 some members of Talos. And that is my primary driving concern every day is the health, welfare, and resourcing of those people. But official title, uh, I'm the head of uh, threat detection and response for Talos. It's my job to provide the detection content that goes into our security products that defends our customers from threats. There's no sense in us harping on what's happened over the year and a half plus. But outside of the specific problems that have been presented to us in 2020, 2021, Cybersecurity has, is a particularly tough field to be in. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you about is how you try to avoid burnout with your team, given everything that's going on in the world, but also the fact that, man, cybersecurity doesn't slow down anytime ever, basically. And it's just kind of a particularly tough field to be in sometimes. So what's your advice regarding burnout with your employees? I mean, number one, people have to take breaks. They have to take breaks. The industry as a whole is filled with hard-charging individuals that want to succeed, that want to be great at what they do. And sometimes when you're, when you're in the zone in attempting to be the best you can be, you, you fail to properly take care of yourself. And that means something as simple as, you know, getting up off your butt and walking around every hour because you've been sitting in front of a computer doing nothing but code or making sure that you get proper meals. I mean... Many of the hybrid work issues that we're dealing with people that are working from home for the first time is they didn't do something as simple as blocking off an hour to eat, blocking off times to take their kids to school takes priority, blocking off times to jump in meetings takes priority. But one of the very first lessons we've learned over that time is did you block time off for yourself, for your own health and well-being? Probably the next biggest thing that, that we've learned collectively is do something in your off time that does not involve sitting at your desk, sitting in front of a computer. What are the things that you're doing creatively with your hands or with fitness, right? For me, at least, I've adapted to doing woodworking. So I'm not on a computer. I'm forming something with my hands and channeling my creative outlet that way instead of being on call uh, as I am 24-7 for anything that occurs. That is that is an outlet. So I encourage everybody to find an outlet that has nothing to do with the computer, whether that outlet is, is your kids, your family, your pets, going for a bike ride, creating something, painting something, learning how to cook a thing, do something that doesn't involve sitting in front of your computer. I think it's great for your health and welfare. I want to talk about the, the positives of once for what, you know, of the situation that we're in currently, because there are so many articles out there, op-eds, social media posts about, you know, all the bad things that have happened to work environments uh, during the pandemic. But I kind of want to talk about some of the positives that we've been able to spin out of this. And I'd like to start with us looking back to returning to the office. In our particular case, it's kind of happening slowly. There are still 
several hurdles left to go, but we can look forward to some things that the in-office return will will bring for us. Just with my experience of working with you personally, you've helped put on stuff like the pie baking contest, which uh, I still argue that a cheesecake is a pie, but that's fine. I'll let that go. Uh, but there's a bunch of other cool stuff that we organize in the office that I think we can definitely say we're looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And in all cases, you want to do something that people are comfortable with. You don't want to force. Forced fun is not fun, right? You want to do something that is organic, that, that people want to do, that they're emotionally invested in. And you get, you have to buffer that against people that have been isolated for a long time that they want to come back out of that, especially our extroverts. They want to just jump in the arms of another human and, and hey, I haven't seen you. Here's the big giant hug, right? So do, doing responsible things that people are comfortable with, where we're still properly masking and taking care of ourselves and distancing where possible, limits the, the scope of what we can do, even inside the office where we're spread out far enough. We're still seeing the immediate joint impact of something as simple as, hey, uh, I have a coworker going out for a smoke. Can I join you? And we're, we're getting those collaborative, non-intense sessions back again. You, you got to plan with, uh, with the people you have in mind. And there's nothing wrong with keeping it small, right? You, you don't have to appease everyone at once. Start with just one person. Start with two people. Build from there. We need to think about easing ourselves back into things. When I came back to the office, it took me two, three days just to clean my office to how I wanted it to be. There's dust on people's desks. People took their, their machines home or their chairs home because they were a better ergonomic option when people were building their home offices. It's going to take time to adjust back. There's no expectation that people are going to come back and be immediately 100% productive when they jump back in the office. But that's something we can do as a community, right? You have everything you need. Can I help you? Are we a good distance? I mean, these are all opportunities for us to interact and see what everybody's comfort levels are. So there's, there's lots of opportunities to regain the, the social impact and gravitas that relationships really need that weren't able to be maintained over things like WebEx Teams or your telepresence uh, program of choice. We just we need to let people do that organically and let them come up with some ideas as well. Don't try to stress yourself out trying to think of every possible thing everybody would enjoy ask around, get, get community involvement, make sure other ideas are coming out. Um, you, can't, you can't do everything for everybody, but start with small groups, go from there and build on it, establish goals that you can accomplish. So I appreciate your insights on this. And I think this has a really, been a really nice discussion and I think should be enlightening to a lot of folks who are listening. Uh, is there anything else that you, you wanna add though, in terms of just keeping morale high or managing the stresses of working in security? even regardless of like the hybrid work model or return to office or anything like that, you know, even before COVID, uh, what were some of the tried and true stuff that you guys tried to go back to, to manage stress and burnout? I tell you, open, open face-to-face -face communication is still like the number one thing. I'm going to grab a flag and I'm going to stand on a hill and I'm going to fly that flag talking to each other over chat clients and, and email. Uh, there's still so much room for miscommunication, interpretation, lack of clarity. Have that face-to-face -face call. If, if you're in charge of people, make sure you are seeing your people face-to-face -face every week. If there are disagreements between people and executing on their work objectives, 
Number one question, did you call each other? Did you talk face to face? Did you see what someone's dealing with? Were you able to convey the emotion and context and everything with what you wanted to do? Are we sharing in each other's joys just as much as we're sharing in each other's deficiencies and flaws, right? We need to understand each other. And the only way we're gonna do that is by using the best communication method available based on everybody's time and effort and technology. So we have these things, let's use them. We have more people than ever before working from home using uh, a hybrid approach if they can, but let's not back off on communication. Let's over communicate rather than under communicate and let's do it in the most empathetic way possible. All right, excellent. Well, thank you so much again, Marshall, for coming on and talking to me about this. I appreciate it. And hopefully I'll be able to see you again in person soon. Yeah, buddy, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.